Blog Talk Radio. them reading their own work, MP3s, or, or good quality recordings for the most part, mixed with music. It's very cool. You should check it out if you go to uh, Ain't Got No Press. I'm sorry, PoetrySuperHighway.com slash EGW. You can get to the Ekphrastia Gone Wild page, and there uh, you will can learn more about the book as well as have the opportunity to listen to that show and or on the contributors page one of the cool things you can do is not only see the entire table of contents a table of contents unto itself is not incredibly exciting I acknowledge but if you click on the titles of most of the poems you can see actual images of the artwork that inspired those poems, which is what the book is all about. It's all poems written, inspired by other works of art. So imagine you've got a copy of the book, Ekphrastia Gone Wild, in hand. You're reading a poem, and on your screen you can look at the actual artwork that inspired that poem. That's pretty cool, as far as I'm concerned. That's poetrysuperhighway.com slash EGW. We're going to get to our open reading shortly. I want to give you the phone number to call in. It's area code 646-716-7362. We don't have any content or style restrictions. This is a great opportunity for you to read your poem. Read any poem that you like. Read Go Nuts. You know what I'm saying? You can read... uh, 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 Well, like I said, no content or style restrictions. And if uh, you haven't had the experience previously of reading poetry to other people, it is an awesome thing to do. You'll get in touch with how your poem sounds when it's read out loud. You might find as you're reading through it, you might find as you're reading through it that uh, uh, the way it sounds as it comes out of your mouth, if you will, does not sound exactly the same as it did when you wrote it. You might need to make some adjustments. Or it might sound amazing to you. Uh, The coolest thing, though, is that other people will hear your poem. And that is really what it's all about. It's about sharing your work with other people. And again, if you've never done it before, this is a great way to do it. This is the opportunity to do it in a... uh, 
in a uh, sort of anonymous way, I guess. I mean, in that you're calling from your own home or cell phone, as it were, and you don't have to worry about, you know, what you're wearing, being nervous in front of other people, all that kind of thing. So there you go. The number to call in to read your poem is area code 646-716-7362. Call in now. It's an open reading for the whole hour. The other thing I want to mention to you is the following. Uh, Some of you may be aware that we have just finished our 15th annual poetry contest. So what about this contest? So we started it in July. We had a $1 per poem entry fee. People uh, submitted their poems along with their entry fees. That entry fee, by the way, is divided up amongst all of the winning poets. So this is a not-for-profit contest, meaning you, if you win the contest, would get a percentage of that entry fee taken in. So we had 536 poems entered, which is almost 100 more than last year. That's pretty cool, which means that the top, the winner of the contest is going to win 50% of that take. The person who comes in second place will win 30 second. Thir- <laughs> I'm just learning how words work today. Sorry, we'll win 30% of the money taken in. And the person who comes in third place will win 20% of that money. On top of that, and this is the coolest thing, if you entered the contest, you are going to get a prize just for entering. We have over 100 prizes of specific interest to poets and writers donated. And all you have to do – well, you don't have to do anything now. You can't do anything. The contest is over. Uh, All you had to do is – Uh, Enter the contest, and even if you don't win one of those top three scoring positions, you will be sent a prize just for entering. There's a ton of cool things up there. There's poetry books. There's subscriptions. There's all kinds of things. Individual poets donated their books. uh, Publishers donated copies of books that they published. There's anthologies. There's copies of zines. Uh, uh, You might win a copy of Ekfrastia Gone Wild, which is uh, something that Ain't Got No Press donated. You might win a copy of my latest book, Nothing in New England is New. Who knows? It's all distributed randomly, but uh, just for entering, even if you score in last place, scored in last place, I should say, uh, you will get a prize just for entering. You can check out all the details of the contest by going to PoetrySuperHighway.com and click on the contest uh, image there at the top, or if you prefer, you can scroll up to contest and well, whatever. It's easy to find. There you go. So here's the big news: the contest ended uh, last Saturday night. Was the deadline to get entries in, as well as to postmark your entry fee or pay via PayPal. And uh, what happened? Well, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, 536 poets entered their uh, entered their poems, and um, the judges have scored all of the poems. In the past, what has happened is there has there's had to have been a second round of scoring because there's usually a tie for one of those top three scoring positions. But already, just with the first round of scoring. The winner of the contest has already revealed itself. 
So I actually know who won the Poetry Superhighway Live contest. Pretty cool, don't you think? I think. But uh, I'm not going to tell you till next week. Uh, that's the big news is that next week, a week from today, also at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, I will be announcing the winner of the Poetry Superhighway contest. Of course, I could have announced it today because I expected there to be a second round of scoring. But uh turned out that wasn't the case. So now I have to sit around for a week with this knowledge of who won the contest. You could try to get it out of me if you'd like, but uh, I'm I'm not going to tell you until next week. I know who won first place. I know who won second place. I know who won third place. People from all over the world entered the contest. Everyone's going to get a prize. It's awesome. Uh, call in. The number is 646-716-7362. I want to hear your poem. I want to hear what's going on in your poetry community. Uh, if you've got something to promote or plug, this is a great opportunity for you to do it as well. Call in and say, hey, yeah, here's my poem, and oh, by the way, here's this reading that I run that I want people to know about. Or I just put out a book, and I want people to know about it. Or here's my website where uh, I put up my poetry. Or, gosh, here's here's a website where I publish other people's poetry. Or, oh my gosh, I'm running a contest and I want you to know about it. You can call in and tell us all of this information. That's what it's all about. The number again is 646-716-7362. We'll get to our open reading in just one second. Oh, what the heck, we're going to get to it now. Our first caller is from the 310 area code. Hello. 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 I'm not sure you're talking to me. So I, I am talking to you. <laughs> who, who are you? Hi, Rick. Um, I'm Jean Colonymous. I've called oh, before. Jean. Yes. And um, I just listened to your poem, Heat. And it. I live in Topanga, and it's kind of cold up here. So your poem warmed me. Well, that's good. I should mention that that poem was written, uh, you know, on a much hotter day than today. Yeah, I got about, that. <laughs> about a year ago, maybe. You know, this time of oh, year really? in Southern California, we can still be in those dog days of summer where it's, you know, the summer is over and we're into our fall swing of things. But then there's these 90, 100 degree, degree days that come along. Uh but who are we to complain when some people live, you know, underground? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, um, I have uh, called to tell you two things. One is in sort of a what's happening, and I don't know if I put it on here, advertise it on here, and the other is to read a poem, or should I just read the poem and send you the information? Um, no, you should definitely do both. Uh, it's one of the cool things is that we get to hear, you know, your announcement or what's going on, you know, from in your own words. So whichever you'd like to do first Great. is Great. I, I okay. appreciate all that you do for our community. Um, on November 11th at the Malibu Playhouse, um, a spoken word play will take place at 7:30 p.m. Um, it's on Veterans Evening. The title of it is Inanna Voices. Uh, I'm sorry, Inanna Restrung Voices from Dissent 
an ascent. It is um, Ann Buxy and myself, Jean Colonimus, have braided together 13 poets' work uh, in a prose, poem, spoken play about the theme of descent and ascent framed around the goddess, uh, the Sumerian goddess Anana's descent into the underworld. And framed around that because she chose to go down to the underworld to face her other. And in this same work, 13 poets talk about their own descents and ascents. So that's November 11th at the Malibu Playhouse. And that actually, like Marcia De La O's work is going to be in it, among others. Oh, will she, her work, or will she be actually be... She won't her, be speaking it, because she's saving her voice, but she will be there, and Phil Taggart, her husband, will be reading uh, his work in it. That's cool. Um, well, I love both of those people. Um, Marcia uh, recently read at the Cobalt, where I host a reading every week. Uh, she she came down and read earlier this year, and and she's just got um, an inimitable voice and writing style, yeah. and, and so cool to hear that she's going to be a part of uh, what you're doing. Yeah, she's really wonderful. So that's that, and. The other poem, the poem I wanted to write is a recent one. Its title is Endangered Democracy. On the bank of the Potomac River, red and blue lay dying. The liars spin nonstop, unable to curb their lemmings' drive to commit global suicide. Our only hope may be to cry out to 50 decomposing stars. Help us ignite our collective imagination to reinstate our democratic system where I swear the better part of who we are prevails. That's it. Very nice, Jean. Thanks. Um, I, I just spent some time over the summer in and around Washington, D.C., um, gallivanting around the Potomac River. So, uh, uh, Yes, I got your volume as a matter of... No, I got the one where you went to New England. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The, okay. the next volume... The next volume will will include the uh, the Washington poems. Uh, but oh, but okay. but thank you for uh, for that anyway. Um, so, anyway, it's cool to to see a vision of that um, in your uh, in your poem. Thank you for reading oh, it. Oh, really? Say that again. Did I understand? Uh, cool it? to hear a a vision of the Potomac in your poem. Oh yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm gonna click here, click to listen, and see what else comes up. Me too. Who knows what it's going to be? And it could okay. be anything. I hope it's good. Yeah. I like All right. I like your spirit, Rick. Okay. Thanks, Bye. Jean. Thanks so much for calling in.
You're welcome. Bye. Bye. All right, that was uh, uh, Jean calling from here in Southern California from Topanga Canyon, uh, a vestige of, of of not Los Angeles almost, uh, uh, where it's a little cool today. Uh, so apparently my poem, Heat, warmed her up. Uh, that's a, I posted a video recently on... Uh, on my website, poetrysuperhighway.com, I'm reading this poem. Check it out. I put on this cool visual effect where it looks like I'm actually on fire. So if you don't like the poem, you can actually imagine me bursting into flames or something, which might make it easier for you to get through. All right. Uh, thank you, Gene. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. It's an open reading all hour long. I hope you call in and share your poem um, our next poet is from the 805 area code. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, this Who's is this? Consuelo Marshall. I'm sorry, say that again? Consuelo Marshall. Oh, hi, Consuelo. Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's it's uh, your voice is a little quiet today, so if you can do anything on that end to to speak up or talk more directly on the phone, please do. But um, it's great to hear you. You're you're in Southern California too, right? No, I'm in Flagstaff where it's cold. Oh. <laughs> well, shows you what I know about where people live. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't. I moved just recently in August, so um, I'm at the university teaching at the university. Oh, right. You were in Southern California. Yeah, Huntington Beach. Right. Okay, so I wasn't making this up. I, um, no. no. <laughs> That's close. I, you know, or, or there were two of you, you know, uh, living in different <laughs> cities, um, making sure that all of the Consuela Marshall needs are covered in as many places as possible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What are you um, doing now I... in Flagstaff? Oh, I'm teaching at the university, Northern Arizona oh. University. What are you teaching? I'm teaching arts management. What does that mean? Um, it's what I've been doing for like 30 years. It's um, running arts commissions, um, you know, working for arts councils, raising money for the arts, um, writing ordinances, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Very cool. Uh, you know, it's interesting... Uh, to you know, it, most people listening, myself included, are probably uh, yourself to some extent. I would imagine when we consider ourselves artists, uh, uh, you know, uh, poetry, of course, being an art form, we we don't necessarily think about the 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 management aspect of it, you know, um, and uh, and and it's I, I guess it's kind of crucial uh, to some extent to to be a successful artist to. To have the the um, uh, man, I hate to say this as a vegetarian, but the meat and potatoes of it covered. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I, perhaps the tofu and potatoes uh, just <laughs> make myself feel better. Yes. Yes. Um, but but one of the things, Rick, I wanted to just say real quick is that um, if any of your listeners are going to AWP, the Associated Writing Programs Conference. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in Seattle this year, and it's, I think it's the end of February. Um, but I put together a panel, and they got accepted it. 
and it's called It's About Time, a tribute to Phil Levine. Very cool. So if any anybody can get up there, that's um, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, that's great. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, my colleagues in poetry who do go to uh, to AWP. So um, hopefully, some are listening and will will be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It should be good. But I have a poem. Great. As well, and uh, should I just read it? Please. Okay. It's called. In one piece, in grade school and junior high, my mother made my lunches healthier than those of my friends. Whole wheat bread with olives and a little mayonnaise, a box of raisins and an orange. The orange drew other kids as it became a yo-yo. It's cut rinds slowly unraveling to the ground as I wrapped it up again and it tumbled clear to the end of its skin. Most lunches had potato chips, M&Ms, and a sandwich bursting with American cheese. And for the few lucky enough to have an orange, it took them all lunch to pick off the rind, whipping its thin glue off their faces, their fingers. When our 40th reunion came around, My classmates carried all that weight of past potato chips and cookies. Their skin wrinkled and drawn like a grapefruit left alongside the road in Death Valley made them unrecognizable like someone in a crowd of thousands. If you come to my kitchen, instead of rosaries or crosses hung in the window over the sink, you'll see how I hook the end of a citrus skin spiral on top of the Venetian blinds. So whenever I wash my hands, I can see it. Wow, I'm intoxicated and starving, <laughs> having listened to that. Thank you very much. That was a great piece and well read. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye, Rick. Bye. Thanks for calling in. All right, that was uh, Consuelo calling from uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, uh, and not Huntington Beach in Southern California, as I had uh, uh, previously guessed, despite the fact that she had been there previously. No one should be allowed to move without first telling me. That way I don't make an idiot out of myself on the air. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the October 2013 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. It's an open reading. The call-in number is area code 646-716-7362. Call in. I'd love to hear your poem, a new poem, an old poem, uh, a, a poem that's neither new or old, uh, something you're not sure about, something you're awfully sure about. Either way, let's hear it. Area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 973 area code. Hello. 
Hey, Rick. <laughs> oh, my God. This is really happening, isn't it? It's alive. Repeat after me, you vegetarian. Mutton. Mutton. <laughs> Rabbit. Veal. David, this is amazing to hear your voice. You know, it's been so long since you've called in, uh, but... So I, I was beginning to think that that all the previous times that you you'd called were just a figment of my imagination, like uh, like I'd made all of this up. Like uh, there really was no David uh, from <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. I've even yes. forgot how to wrongly pronounce your last name. Yes, yes, seven backwards. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Yes, What's, uh, I am. I'm alive. It is alive. That's great. Uh, I've missed you terribly, Rick. I have indeed. I missed you and the the, uh, Poetry Superhighway family. But I've also kept in touch with some of our our family on on, uh, Facebook. Cool. So it's been nice. It's been nice. But um, I'm in the hospital as we speak. But... uh, I, you know, until you uh, notified me, I had no idea that the show was on. I had no idea at all. But I'm so glad you notified me, and I'm so happy to, uh, <clears throat> I, I located a poem, and I called right up. And so here I am. Well, good. I'm sorry to hear you're in the hospital. Um, where Are you still in New Jersey? Uh, yeah, I'm in Jersey. I'm back in Jersey, yeah. All right, well, that's something. Yeah, (laughs) back in the old haunts. So um, this poem that I'm going to read now is, uh, well, I kind of have to read it because today's October the 13th, and it's the 37th anniversary of my brother Manny's death. Uh, He died in an accident in uh, Subway and Canal Street in New York, a subway accident, and uh, there was no viewing at the funeral. I know that's that's not exactly cheerful, but um, um, it's it's kind of uh, taught me the brevity of life and uh, also important less, uh, lesson about the ultimate injustice and that is that um the ultimate injustice being that parents uh should never bury their children and that is the ultimate injustice to me yes uh, and uh my uh brother came it was about lunchtime he comes up in the uh I was eating sardines out of a can. He asked me for sardines. I put them in bread and folded the bread, and I gave it to him. He ate it. He walked out the door, and I never saw him again. I didn't know it was the last time I'd ever see him. So I wrote this poem like um, 27 years later after after that event, so... Here it is. It's just, you know, it's simple. It's a very simple poem. 
So uh, it's called Kyrie, and it's after the um, Catholic uh, Mass uh, Kyrie Eleison, where the priest recites a um, petition and the people respond with a uh, uh, antiphonal response. So here it is. So you'll hear the same line over and over. It's very short. Here it goes. <clears throat> you asked for my sardines and bread. Why did you leave so soon? So much that we could have said, why did you leave so soon? They shut the box you were inside. Why did you leave so soon? A lonely journey, the final ride. Why did you leave so soon? Deprived of love, deprived of voice. Why did you leave so soon? Deprived of life, the final choice. Why did you leave so soon? My friend and brother and so much more. Why did you leave so soon? Forever gone through the hallowed door. Why did you leave so soon? Very primitive. It's very primitive. Yeah, but heartfelt, uh, and it really just it gives us the experience of of what you went through, you know. Um, and I'm uh, I'm thrilled there was food involved uh, uh, as well, because uh, what a way to go, you know. With us, if I know when it's my time to go, I want a sandwich with me. Absolutely, absolutely, and I want lots of meat. <laughs> I want meat. I want a steak. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind uh, 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 if I'm if I'm available at that point. Is that what you got? No, 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 no. All right, David. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that that piece about your brother. I hope uh, I hope things work out well with you. I hope to hear from you again. You know, we do do this show every month, and uh, uh, certainly miss uh, your unique take on things. <laughs> I hope to have a more, um, how shall I say it, sophisticated and uh, skillful poem next time. But I felt I had to read this one this month, especially today. No problem. Makes sense. It's always a pleasure, Rick. Uh, And uh, a big shout-out to the uh, audience, the uh, PSH family. Thanks, and, uh, and we're all wishing you good wishes and and healing, etc. All right, David, thanks thanks so much for calling in. That was uh, David Nevs calling from uh, Newark, New Jersey. Actually, I'm not sure he's still in Newark, but he did admit to at least being in New Jersey, which I'm sure you know is a big thing to admit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, no content or style restrictions. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of Poetry Superhighway Live and the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway website and publication, etc. Blah, 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 a la mode. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. It's Marie LaCrevain. How are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Nice, quiet Sunday. Uh, I have a poem. It's an acrostic poem, which... I know you like acrostic poetry. And by the way, thank you again for publishing me in your new anthology. I'm really enjoying it. I my my pleasure. Thanks for sending in a poem. I I do like acrostic poetry. Well, this one is 
from it's a vase that I found online. It's in somewhere in Italy, but it's a picture of Homer saying goodbye to his son Astanax from the the Iliad. And so this is called a letter to Hector from Astanax, and it starts off his dear dad. I found their family portrait on display for day-tripping tourists who know so little, as I did then, of who you were beyond what Homer, Hollywood, and history have extolled. Were immortalized in red tones, the color of your blood spilled on the threshold of Troy, mother's thighs tight with tension, her eyelids at half-mast, your right foot raised in heroic stance, your helm held out to me, its silken plume a white flag in my pudgy hand. It's a pretty scene, but truth be told, I needed to hold your hand, to know you as my father and not as legend, your son, Astanax. Hmm. Nice one, Marie. Thank you very much. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, I read a post that you put online earlier today about being against popcorn. If there were, like, skinless popcorn, you know, where you don't get the leftover skins that get into your guns and, you know, like, cause you all kinds of, well, you know, dental bills and peripheral pain and all that, I'm, if someone could make that kind of popcorn that isn't, like, you know, made in a lab, then I'm for popcorn. <laughs> I have nothing against anyone else eating popcorn. I just know that my, my love affair with popcorn ended with that poem that you, that post you saw. So <laughs> nothing, nothing well, against popcorn, nothing against, uh, you know, movie popcorn or anyone who likes to eat it. People can eat popcorn around me as long as they want to. I personally will never eat it again. They just shouldn't put it in your mouth. That's exactly right. Well, that's, you know, it's it's good to good to know that. I mean, at least you got a poem about it. It's it's funny because I just finished making a bowl of popcorn for my son who's watching a movie. And then I immediately went to the internet and there was your poem a rallying against, you know, uh uh popcorn because of your experience with it. So I really had to, you know, reassess everything, you know. Well, I'm I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to cause you alarm, but you know, it just adds to my ever-growing list of things never to eat, like you know, glass. Once I found glass and some pancakes at Denny's, and uh, I almost ate that. And uh, certain types of shellfish I can't eat, or pineapple. You know, just things you can't eat, or things that don't work for you. <laughs> I this is no again no indictment on people who enjoy the foods I can't eat anymore or won't eat anymore. I hope Underst- I understood. I and appreciate that clarification because I didn't know, you know, <laughs> if it then further applied to the people who did still enjoy those things. I also don't eat glass and recommend against it. Well, that's also why I won't eat at Denny's anymore because after I, I found glass in a stack of pancakes. Um I guess it had blueberry topping on it. And instead of offering me an apology, they offered me free pancakes with another topping. <laughs> no thanks. No, I could just I could just see them in the back. Oh, I, again, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I just I can see them in the back thinking, oh, maybe she doesn't like glass. How about you know, uh, wood shards? Where maybe? No, no, that's okay. No, I don't like sawdust either. Okay. 
Well, Cole Marie, thanks for calling in. Thanks for sharing your poem and for clarifying that very important issue for me. Right. Enjoy your Sunday, Rick. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. That was uh, Marie LeCrevin calling from here in Southern California. She publishes the Poetic Diversity uh, publication, the online lit zine of, of Los Angeles. You can look it up online, poeticdiversity.org. Um, she read an, a very nice ekphrastic poem, and then, of course, I had to uh, bring it down to my level and start talking about popcorn. Uh, she does have a poem in Ekphrastia Gone Wild. You can uh, check it out. Uh, poetrysuperhighway.com slash EGW. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. would love to hear your piece today in the uh, 23 and a half minutes or so that we have left. I'm sorry, it's only 23 minutes and 10 seconds, and now it's even less. Um, call in. Um, you can also, I believe, Skype in uh, or, or, or click to talk or something. There's a couple different options if you're on the Blog Talk radio page. If you have a good internet connection and a microphone, uh, uh, the sound quality can actually be better than, than calling in. But whatever, it's up to you. Our next caller is from, let's see, it's uh, a series of ones. It's a block number. Who did I just put on the air? Hello, Rick. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. It sounds like it's uh, Michael from Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you got a lot of callers. I've I've got you on the air right now. Um, are you are you ready to read a poem or? Yeah, I'll read something. I was gonna I'll read um, a short triptych. triptych. Okay. But. Then I decided to this October I'll do something that's short and kind of October Halloweenish. It's a snapshot poem, untitled. Signature, okay. signature spiders spin designer webs from a single strand. From a single strand, signature spiders spin designer webs. Well, now I know what to invest in next. I put a reverse spin on it. I wrote it, read it again in reverse. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to do that. It just kind of rhythmically did it this time and prompt to and kind of works. It does indeed. In a mirror um, type ha- way. How are things in the poetry community in uh, Birmingham? Well, the museum, the next event, if I'm not mistaken, is scheduled for the 22nd of November. Um, okay. You still there? Yeah. What What is the uh, next event at the museum? The BMA Speaks is the poetry event that they have... Um, about three times a year. Okay, cool. Do you, you happen to know? Who's, do you happen to know who's uh, who's being presented at the next one? No, it's going to be um, open mic. It's going to be in conjunction with an exhibit. Um, I, I can't recall at this time. Uh, kind of. Oh, that's okay. Forgot, Don't worry about it. I forgot. I forgot your program was today, but it's going to be uh, in conjunction. Um, it's on the website. Uh, it's going to be in conjunction with a panel discussion is going to occur before that, and then the poetry will be 
after that, the BMA speaks. And I, I believe that the intent, the hope is to kind of connect the, the discussion, panel discussion, uh, with the poetry. And the panel discussion, uh, I can't recall the name of it right now, um, but it has to do with, in Birmingham, it's 50 years since this, uh, the, um, the explosion of the church, uh, the civil rights, you know, uh, 50, 63. Right. Uh, and this has been 50 years later, so there's emphasis, focus with artwork in conjunction with that. The, the, the exhibit has the name Bridges, Bridges in it. Uh, cool. I can tell you that I'm already planning on attending, and I hope to read a cover of Natasha Trethewey's Miscegenation. That's awesome. I, I think it's great when uh, when art kind of combines, which is you know one one of the reasons why I was so excited about putting out this book, Ekfrastia Gone Wild, and so which of course you have a poem in, and uh, I you know I think it's very cool when museums, uh, which are typically for visual art, you know art museums at any rate, uh, you know would would invite poets in and host, you know that kind of artwork and art begetting more art etc it's it's nothing but a cool thing so i'm glad to hear that that's kind of thriving over there in birmingham alabama yeah um if i'm not mistaken it's either eight february of eight or february of nine was the first one cool well michael thank you so much for calling in and sharing a poem sure and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, in the future. Yes, the future it is. All right, that was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, he's got a poem in Ekfrasti Gone Wild, and he's a regular caller here on a Poetry Superhighway Live. Our number to call in to read a poem, we've got about uh, 17 minutes left in the show, uh, is uh, 646-716-7362. Um, our next caller is from the 323 area code. Hello. Is that me? That's you. Oh, hey, Rick. This is Conrad. Oh, hey, Conrad. How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing good, thanks. I uh, I, I, I was working on something here, and, and, uh, and I just happened to click on the email, and I listened to a bit, so I um, thought I'd, I'd check in with you and maybe even give a plug for the, uh, the lit crawl in a couple of weeks. That sounds great. Um, and you were going to be reading as well, so uh, another reason to uh, to uh, uh, crow about this. I'm excited about it. I, it's uh, yeah, the the lit crawl um, event here in LA. It's it's a lot of different venues in and around North Hollywood, and um, in and and you're producing event at Republic of Pies, right? In North yeah. Hollywood, which I'm particularly excited about because I was just there last night. Okay. And had some amazing pie. It's, uh, I guess it's aptly named then. It really is. I kind of wanted to, you know, uh, uh, join their society, join their republic, <laughs> as it were. Um, so, yeah, it's a great venue, and I'm very excited to be participating in it as well, and thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. So so those in the L.A. area, this or I'm talking about the, uh, uh, the lit crawl that will be taking place uh, October 23rd in North Hollywood, starting at 6 o'clock, will be one leg uh, of, of this event, and there'll be uh, 12 different venues and um, 20 different 
um, 20 something different reading bodies involved and and I'm hosting something starting at 7:30 um and I've got uh, a number of hosts of different uh, venues um uh, Jeremy Raiden and Jay Raiden, Ryan uh, Straddle and uh Beth Micken so uh, it'll be a fun group cool very cool yeah Jeremy Raiden is a guy who uh uh, is started reading at the Cobalt Cafe where I, I host every week and has gone on to have a, a great uh, a great success um, with uh, his book that was published um, on Right Bloody Publishing and it's it's so cool to see him out there really touring all over the country uh, now with with his work in that book and I'm uh, truly honored uh, to be reading with him as well as the other folks. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's quite. Uh quite a, a a phenomena quite a force agreed all right let's uh let's hear your poem well i've got a i've got a short one here uh i i was uh, reworking this uh and it's um uh, I'm, I'm i'm i had a little little spat with the the old lady last night so this seemed uh, appropriate it's called women problems i'm loading my dirty laundry into a washing machine minding my own business at this early hour, a bare-chested guy is the only other one in the laundromat. I'm not asking, but he nods his head up and down, saying, Woman problems. These kind of awkward exchanges are why I avoid doing my laundry until I'm sockless and have worn the same boxes for three days straight. He hit me up for a quarter in exchange for his nickel and two dimes. The second time he offered me his crumpled dollar bill for one more suitable with the change machine. And later, without prompting, he said, I'm having a real bad day. Woman problems. Like they were responsible for the stench coming off his body. Like they were to blame for what at best was mud on the seat of his pants. Like they had something to do with the false teeth and other personal effects scattered on the washer. He had a couple of quarts a beer in a paper bag on the floor. His face had fresh bruises and his nose looked like a cheese grater had been taken to it. Yeah, I thought. Women will do that. <laughs> they certainly will. Uh, I've I've been there uh, uh, being smelly in a laundromat <laughs> with women problems. Um, great poem, Conrad. Thank you for sharing it. I appreciate that. I love that you you use the phrase "old lady" too. I've been watching the show Sons of Anarchy, and you know, uh, uh, it's that's sort of the the vernacular they use, and uh, connections were were forming in my brain. <laughs> well, she's not she's not listening, so I could I can get away with this. Otherwise, I would, I would be further in the doghouse. Now, it's a term of endearment in in the culture represented on that show, actually. Uh, uh, so, but but. Um, Anyway, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, and thanks again for uh, inviting me to, to that, and thanks so much for calling in today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Conrad Romo from here in Southern California. He produces the Tongue and Groove reading series, which has been going strong for about 10 years or so, and, and so cool to see him reaching out and participating in Lit Crawl with so many other uh, people and venues as well. All right, moving on. Our next caller is from the 805 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. Hi. Hello. Who's this? Good, uh, this is Ben. Ben. Hi, Ben. Uh, first time caller. Welcome, Ben. Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from San Luis Obispo uh, on the central coast of California. Cool. Very cool. And thank you. I just called with a, a short poem to share. I don't have anything to plug. Uh, yeah. No ready. problem. And um, all right, and it has no title. It's just uh, a work in progress, I guess. All right. His regret, stolen property, a pack of cough lozenges is at his side. His father is deceased, and they say the sky will soon sob. He folds the book so that it is flat. There is a gun by his side, and his mind is an oily receptacle full of champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Hmm. And that's it. <clears throat> that's quite a full receptacle. <laughs> that it is, yeah. That it is. Ben, so I, you don't have anything to plug, but to, up there in San Luis Obispo, is there a, do, do you ever go to a, an open reading or anything? Is there anything up there you can tell us about? There are uh, quite a few events in the area on a regular basis, everything from uh, coffee shop uh, readings with open mic sessions to, uh, you know, more, more uh, proper, primitive proper readings. But in general, uh, yeah, there seems like there's something at least every week, one reading a week, if not, uh, you know, two or three. And... In November, we have a uh, poetry festival coming up, which I think really? will be a lot of fun. Yes. It's, uh, I think, two or three weeks long, and uh, lots of readers, including former poet laureates from the county. So it's a lot of fun. That's great. A really thriving uh, poetry community up there. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you called in, Ben, and I, I hope you do so again. All right. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Uh, ben calling from San Luis Obispo, uh, California, Central Coast, beautiful, beautiful part of of the world, really. I was going to say California, but uh, driving up the coast of California is just one of those things that, that isn't matched anywhere else. So thanks so much for calling uh, in, Ben, and for telling us about what's going on up there in, in San Luis Obispo. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller, let's see, it's another block number, series of ones. Who's, who am I talking to? Ooh, they just dropped. Okay, never mind. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hi. Hello, this is Dave. Hi, Dave. Yeah, Dave, uh, so I have something to plug. I guess I'll be at the Rap Saloon the third week in November. It's, uh, okay. it's, uh, it's the event that's uh, hosted by Tricia Hafner, and I think there may be other people there as well. Um, so it should be fun. Rapsalon's always fun because not only do they have poetry, but they sometimes have music and singing and all sorts and story reading and other things like that. So it's pretty cool. Right. Now, Dave, you're, so that means obviously you're in Southern California. The Rap Saloon is a Southern California reading. Uh, do, do you live in L.A. proper or... Yeah, I'm Dave Slavin. You've met me. I've been up to the. Uh, I used to host the LMU series, and I've been up to. Oh right, uh, right, right. Yeah. The Cobalt a couple times. So yeah. So I've been all around. It's, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the LA area, definitely. And I'm from the South <laughs> Bay, and there's stuff like in Redondo Beach and stuff too. So it's some good stuff here. 
True. Yeah, the uh, the the coffee cartel reading happens there every Tuesday night, right, uh, in Redondo. And they also have uh, another series that's run by Dave and Kat McIntyre. That's uh, it was it was up in El Segundo, and now it's moved down to, I believe, I think, really close to the coffee cartel. So oh, it's also in Redondo now. In um in uh, that's the poetry stew reading series. Correct. Yeah, poetry stew. Yeah. Before I let you read your poem, I should I should mention I'm actually reading at both of the series that that you mentioned uh, coming up. I'm going to be reading at the Rap Saloon. Uh, uh, gosh, I think it's the end of this month, and um, also for Tricia, and um, and uh, and uh, Dave and Cat from the Poetry Stew asked me to read in December. So we're we're like following each other around at these reading series. I'm stalking you poetically. <laughs> there, I knew it. <laughs> anyway, so I got a really short one here. Okay. And, uh, I I wrote it after I had my entry to the contest, so it, it didn't get in there, but uh, I think it's okay. Anyway, it's called Pottery. The line keeps running on, disgorging mostly duplicates, similar in their perfection, while we are shunted, discards to the scrap bin. Your excess weighs on me. My fracture gouges at your glaze. Our defects cut us off from the clatter and drone of the belts. There is only silence between us. Hmm. Nice one, Dave. That's a new poem you said? Yeah, I've been working it out at the uh, the Beyond Baroque uh, workshop. Oh, cool. Have you been participating in that for a while? Yeah, for about over a year or two, uh, I went. I was at the Saturday for a while, but I mostly I kind of had a tail off some uh, some of the workshops I've been to, and I pretty much stick to the Wednesday night, which has been right. going on since the '60s, I guess. So it has. The Beyond Baroque really is the the the, the you know the 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 old man of poetry in in L.A. Uh, I, but not not to mean. I don't know that that sounds right. Uh, it's the longest-running uh, uh, reading series or venue, certainly uh, in Southern California, and, and 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 really the crown jewel, I think, of, of LA's poetry scene. Um, so so cool that you're participating in it and getting getting stuff out of it. Definitely. Well, All right, Dave. For letting me um, read. No problem. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, hope to hear from you again. Good luck in the contest. You said you said you entered the contest, right? Yeah, near the end, so we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> they got sick and tired of reading all the other poetry. <laughs> there you anyway. go. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Well, good luck to Dave, too. I'm not going to reveal who won the contest. It could be Dave. It could be someone else. Who knows? No one knows. Well, I know. But I'm not going to tell you. Until next week, um, our next caller is blocked number series one. She's there. Hi. Anybody there? You just called in a couple minutes ago? All right. No one there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got a few minutes left. We could probably squeeze you in if you call right now. The number is 646-716-7362. Uh, call in and read your poem. Next week, we're going to be doing two Poetry Super Highway Live shows this month. Of course, there's the open reading, which is happening at this very moment. It's what you're listening to. This is my voice. Facilitating the open reading. Next week, same time, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Please don't ask me to do the math. 
Uh, we will be announcing the winners of our poetry contest live on Poetry Superhighway Live. And if any of you happen to be, if you entered the contest and you scored in the top 10 positions, I'm going to announce the top 10 scoring positions, then feel free to call in uh, and you'll have the chance to read your poem as well. 536 poems entered. Um, all right, 818, hi. Who's... Oh. <laughs> You've hung up. Okay, how about um, 310, you're on the air. Anybody there? 310 area code. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. The stars are not aligned with us today in terms of people calling. Um, so anyway, we've just got a couple minutes left, so I want to say thanks to everyone who, who called in. Um, thanks to Gene from Topanga Canyon. Uh, thanks to Consuelo from Flagstaff, Arizona, even though she used to live in Huntington Beach. Uh, David from New Jersey. So good to hear your voice again. Uh, Marie from L.A., Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Conrad Romo from Southern California, uh, Ben from San Luis Obispo, and uh, Dave also from Southern California. It was a, a California-centric show today, except, of course, for Birmingham and New Jersey representing the uh, East Coast. Uh, good to hear you all here. We'll be doing another open reading Next month uh, in November, watch your uh, Poetry Superhighway newsletter for the uh, details on when that's going to be happening. It'll, of course, be on a Sunday at 2 o'clock. I don't have the exact date for you, but we'll post that shortly. Um, tune in next week, again Sunday, October 20th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time uh, to find out, uh, to listen to our special edition uh, where we will announce the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest. Hopefully our three judges will be able to, to call in during the first part of the show to let us know uh, what it was like for them to score the contest and give us uh, any thoughts as well. And then we will announce uh, the winners, uh, starting with the with the people who scored in 10th place, 9th place, etc., all the way up to 1st place. The first three, the top three uh, places, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, are the winners of the contest. They'll divide up the, uh, the, uh, the entry fees that were taken in. And uh, everyone else, if you're in those top 10 positions, you're invited to call in and share your poem as well. Uh, I also want to mention, uh, you know, uh, earlier um, in the year during National Poetry Month, we have in the past done the uh, great ebook free for all. But this past year, we did a, a project where we posted a poetry writing prompt every every day during National Poetry Month. But uh, we've not forgotten about the ebook free for all that will be coming back uh, in November. So watch uh, watch November's as we announce that we'll be collecting uh, ebooks. Uh, for, from you, uh, which we will be making available for free for everyone to download on December 1st. Um, don't don't write, don't call uh, right now to ask how you go about participating. Get on the Poetry Superhighway email list. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. And right there on uh, in the right-hand column is, a, uh, is the box on how you subscribe to our email list or go to our... Uh, Facebook page uh, and 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 keep an eye there. We will announce uh, how to participate and when to participate in the ebook free for all there. So, all right, this is Rick Lupert. I'm the uh, Poetry Superhighway guy. Check us out online at poetrysuperhighway.com/psh. We publish two poets online every single week. From emailed submissions, click on uh, submit submission guidelines for information on how to do that. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and have a great rest of your day.